2: Right at home.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
3: Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness.
6: hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of don't blame me the advice podcast what's up what's up you didn't
3: say in quarantine
6: oh in quarantine (laughs) i mean this is our new normal now
3: i know it's like like at some point, I just come live in that room, and then we can record together.
6: One hundred percent. I have been. But I'm moving, <laughs> going through um a crisis, not a crisis, but like I mean, I am. I'm constantly going through. I'm multi- crises is my middle fucking name, um, yeah. and I decided I want to redo this room. I know I said that at the beginning of quarantine, but I'm looping back to it. Also, fun fact, which is completely tied to this. Did you know the people with ADHD don't have object permanence? I don't so, like, know
3: what that is.
6: So I only know of it through, like, baby is nephew, nephew. Um, sort of my nephew, too. Um, he, you, I guess, like, babies for a good part, like, until they get a little bit older, they don't realize that, like, when something's out of sight or out of any of their oh, senses that yeah, yeah, yeah. it still exists. you are. People I'm with ADHD gonna... do not have object permanence. So, like, in and it makes total fucking sense. I was like, oh, yeah, no. And that's, remember how I told you all the time? And I, like, reference specific people to you. And we're not going to do that here. But, like, how I forget people, like, some people exist. Yeah. And, like, people that I, like, should remember that they totally exist. And then I'll be like, oh, my God, I completely forgot that they exist. So, I do that with, like, actual stuff, too, but humans. And so, then every time I come in here, I'm like, oh, I have so many plans of what I want to do in this room. And then I leave. And it's like, I forget this room exists. Uh, so this is Don't blame Me. It's an advice show. If you guys want to call in for an upcoming episode and leave us a voicemail at 310 694 976 And international listeners, you can send us an audio
0: message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And then let's get into the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm emailing in from Canada. So I've been living with my college roommate now for two years. Uh, we're going into our fourth year of college. We're both 21 years old. Um... And we really like living together. We're good friends. Um, And we've also gone through a few pretty shitty roommate situations. So we're both like we said to each other, we're both very glad to be like living with each other now and for things to be normal. And I love that. But she has been doing something over the past year that is kind of irritating me. And I'm worried to address it. And in a way I'd kind of rather like not address it, but I'm worried that if I don't address it, that I'm going to snap at her and I'd rather address it in a calm way. So I'm looking for advice on like, if I do end up addressing it, how should I do that? So the problem is, and I'm also calling in because I can't even tell if this is just me being crazy or if it's an actual issue. Um, but she'll do this thing where she'll present her opinions to like other people or just like when we're talking, and she'll say them like they're our opinions. She'll say like, we think this, whether it's a political issue, an opinion about a movie, a book, a course, anything like that it kind of gets under my skin. It kind of makes me feel like she sees me as like a reflection of her instead of like my own person. And I'm wondering if it's, you know, because we were so close during, um, other shitty living situations with like other people and like a, and like a big house. Um, and, recently she's decided to get a cat and she asked me if I wanted a cat and I said no I don't want that responsibility but if you want to get a cat I support you and if you ever need me to feed it or clean its litter box I will totally do that no problem and she said cool and she's been looking into it on her own and everything but she's saying like oh what are we gonna name it um what like uh what is that oh um Oh, I don't think we should get a kitten. I think we sh- we should get an adult cat because we are not ready for a kitten and, like we would have to proof the apartment and we would have to train it. And uh, maybe she's just trying to make me feel like included, but I'm like, what we? Like this is your cat and I'm certainly not like paying for it. So yeah, um any advice would be great. I love the podcast and I value both of your opinions
3: so thank you y'all go together you didn't know that (laughs) this would drive me crazy (laughs) me too this would make i could not oh my
6: god like i like you're not being crazy like like this is so fucking annoying and i think that there are two options i think that you guys had an us versus them situation like with your like your previous living situation and so it became like maybe a habit that you guys agreed on a bunch of stuff and so it kind of was like she kind of stuck with that that you agree on everything and that you guys are the same in that way and she feels really connected to you in that way and it is just her trying to make you feel included but also i think at a certain point if she's talking to other people and referring to you guys as a weed that's a it's not it just, just seems that's so a
3: couple. like they're together
6: it's so couple-y, but that's also a way to make other people feel excluded. If it's just you mm. and her, and you're saying "we" when it's something that she's doing that she wants you to feel included in, yeah, that's her. Try- like that could be totally her trying to be make you feel included. But when she's using "we" statements around other people, that's make it's to make them feel excluded, whether intentionally or not. That's what it does, usually intentionally. Um, but the other option, and I mean neither of these are like ones that I'm like deal. Um, and the other one is she's just. Incredible, she's like an anxious codependent person, which I've been an anxious codependent person. Like, if you look at attachment theory and all of those different things, she just might be feel very codependent. And I've had friends like that too, where like they just really, really latch on and they're like a different breed of kind of toxic friendship because, like, like you say, it bubbles up. Like, it just like you have this animosity and this frustration. And my whole thought process with those kinds of friends. Is setting those clear boundaries because inevitably you are going to disappoint them because you're I'm sure she's not even thinking about this like she's not thinking about like oh it's like me saying we all the time like it's just natural for her but that means you guys are on the same page and so inevitably you're going to disappoint her and I Mm -hmm. think that saying something is great and I actually think the cat is a really good way that's
3: the yeah it would be the the best way because it's just you guys it's not like with other people so you can just say hey like I'm so happy to be like a cat auntie Mm -hmm. that sounds awful to me but um (laughs) but uh and I'm happy to feed the cat when you're away and everything but that it's your cat like I want you to have that that like the parenting experience with your cat
6: yeah Um, and then be like and if it's contingent and like you've been saying we a lot with the cat mm -hmm. and i don't know like if that's to make me feel included which like you really don't have to worry about like i'm i'm supportive of you with that but it does right now make me feel like this is a decision i'm also committing to and and i'm letting you know
3: both of our responsibilities and that's Mm -hmm. not what i'm down for
6: yeah but i would also ask for the other opinions and stuff do you ha- do you share the same opinion? Like, do mm-hmm. you agree? Like,
3: with, is, like- it, is it stuff that you guys discussed earlier? Mm-hmm. And then she's regurgitating that information, that information.
6: Because, like, I get it. If you were like, talking about The Bachelor, you guys, like, watch The Bachelor together. And then you're talking about, with, like, friends later. And you're like, oh, my God, we were dying. Like, we were saying that this isn't this, and this mm-hmm. because you've already discussed it. But I think the political views one, like that yeah. one, I'm like, do you have the same? Like, because you don't she is speaking for you. Mm -hmm. And if she's speaking for you and you know that when you're around, she's also doing it when you're not around. So if there are things that she's kind of attaching you on to that you don't necessarily agree with at all, or feel comfortable talking about and having her say like, Oh, these are her opinions and her beliefs and her views on that. Then you do. I would address it like a bigger picture thing there too. But I just think that like, there needs to there you guys just don't really have any healthy boundaries and you guys Mm -hmm. you you trauma bonded with your last roommates and that's something that happens where then you come out of the of it the other side and that can really bond some people together but i think you have like a healthier like attachment style Mm -hmm. than she might have and so you you've the situation's done you've moved on your life is moving on and she's kind of doing this as like oh we're in the trenches together it's like you and i against the world but Also, quarantine cannot be helping.
3: Oof. Oof.
6: I was thinking about that. I was like, can you imagine? Well,
3: she's also in Canada, maybe. So her restrictions might be different. True. Depending on what what province she's in. Yeah. God. But yeah, you have to say
6: something. Mm -hmm. Because it is going to get to a point where you will snap. Yeah. And I would like to know if you are a cancer. Because this... This is very cancery to me. And like that, oh, I don't want to
3: cause drama. I don't
6: want to cause conflict. Yeah. But like,
3: it's killing me and I'm eventually going to lose my shit on her. Because me, I would have just uh, started just like ignoring her all the time me. and mm-hmm. then making a hole in our relationship that way. So, yep. at least or I would have just
6: like intentionally disagreed and be like, no, I don't think that. Yeah,
3: that too. Me too. I can be argumentative as well.
6: Mm hmm. But, yeah, you have to say something. This is really, I would lose my shit. Uh, Well, best of luck. Let us know how it goes.
3: Yeah.
2: I really hope you don't have to take care of that fucking cat. Hey, Megan and Melissa. Okay. So, I'm 20 years old, and I basically have this problem where I feel so inferior to other people all the time. And I assume it's the combination of just being more shy and introverted and physically small because I'm five feet, by the way. I guess it makes it really easy for people to talk down to me and just assume that they could say whatever they want and expect me to do nothing in return. And honestly, most of the time I will do nothing because I don't like causing problems with other people or calling someone out unless it's worth it or if they've like really crossed the line. And this is something that's always bothered me because some of the things people say to me, whether it be like anyone, like I just know that they would never say that to someone else. And I guess there's like really nothing I could do about it in terms of being judged, which everyone gets judged on appearances, but like how do I learn to not take things So, personally, all the time, or get so stuck and hung up on the past and allowing it to bother me. I think this is kind of a deep rooted issue because I've had some really bad teachers in elementary school who were just really belittling, and they were like that to everyone else, but especially to me because I was so quiet and I look really young for my age. And so this has caused me to grow up really anxious and pessimistic every day when I know I have to interact with people, especially people who are going to act like an authority figure. But like I said, I guess like I can't really control how people act towards me. But like even something like really minor, like my sister and I were volunteering one day at a festival. And this girl who was another volunteer, she so she wasn't someone who I answered to. She was literally just another volunteer, but she was a bit older than me. She was like, go help your sister. And just getting like ordered to do something like that. And I didn't even really know her. Like it bothered me a lot. And like, it's not that big a deal. Like I know like she could have been more polite, but I know that it's not that big a deal. But like, it just bothered me a lot. And like, I'm like still thinking about it, even though it happened such a long time ago. So just stuff like that, like I really cling on to. So if you have any advice, especially since I'm starting my new job soon, so anything helps. Thanks. Oi. I
6: mean, I think like I'm not a psychiatrist and I can't diagnose you. I think you have anxiety. Like this mm-hmm. to me is just like the epitome of like what my anxiety feels like and yeah. has nothing to do with my height at all. Like I'm a taller person and or like my size or whatever. But um, I mean, because I'm latching on to that. Like if you've been thinking, like I think about shit that I did like years ago, like and like it will like keep me up at night and like send me spiraling and all of that. But I think That. I mean, yeah, I think therapy would be a really great thing for you to like talk through this sort of stuff and figure this stuff out, because even when you're saying like, oh, like she said, like, go help your sister and like it's whatever. It's fine. Like, no, that's like it's rude. And like you should when
3: you're volunteering.
6: Yeah. And like she is not your superior and like Mm -mm. you should feel comfortable standing up like sticking up for yourself and standing up for yourself and I think if you have not if that hasn't been like a part of you that's been empowered since you were a kid it's like you're asking an adult to be like oh do this thing that like takes years to practice and master and like just do it now even though you've never done it before and I would I would think that therapy could like very like really help you just in having those tools because it does right now from what you're saying it seems like you're not in the driver's seat of your life. Like you're watching all mm-hmm. this other shit happen and you don't like it, but you don't know how to convey that and you don't know what to do. And it's also incredibly hard for women in general to like stick up for themselves and yeah. say like, Oh, well I don't want to sound like this and I don't want to sound like this and all of that.
3: Yeah. As a short person, same height. Um, I realized early on that people Did treat me differently because Mm -hmm. I was short. They're like, "Oh, you're so cute," and they like put their arm like on my head and be like, "I can rest my." It's just just doing stupid shit like that. It's so weird, and it's also a way of people to, uh, place dominance over you. And so, when people would do that, I would like shrug them off and say, "Don't do that. I'm not a fucking coat rack," or like, um. Just in the moment when people are treating you less than you are, then acknowledging that even like when I I started working, I would wear like blazers and things because I knew like people treated me different if I looked the part. Mm -hmm. And then like when I got more established, I stopped doing that. But you do get treated differently when you're shorter and you look younger. And so you I think you realizing that pretty early on was like a good thing, but now you've got to take charge of it. And so like Megan said, it's like the anxiety in that is adding and fueling that mm-hmm. those old, those things that you can't control. So um, yeah, going to therapy, I think talking through that and learning how to assort, assert your own dominance would help with that as yeah.
6: well. Because I think the anxiety is also telling you that this, like, isn't that big of a deal or it's kind of a you problem thing. Mm -hmm. And most, I mean, I think Lily is, like, the only one of my, uh, and then, like, my male friends, the old is the only one of my friends who's tall. Like, you're not tall. Neither is Sydney. Neither is Jerry. And, like, the people I, uh, like, I'm still, like, somewhat friendly with from college, like, all have been, like, shorter people. And this is a thing forever. Like, that has Mm -hmm. always been. Uh, not, I don't want to say a struggle, but like something that they've all gone through that exact same thing. And all of my friends who are petite are by far, by far, like the most. I once I like I know like are by far the most like personality forward. Like th- there is nothing like cowering about them at yeah. all. And like I don't think of my friends as like oh wow, like they're so short. This is blah 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 and all of that sort of stuff. But that's not. But I know that that's not like that takes fucking effort and yeah, work. it takes
3: a lot of effort and like I said I realized it pretty early on mm-hmm. and so like I don't know if like in school you we would like line up and go places and we had to line up and be in height order so mm-hmm. I was always in the front so I was like I'm taking this as a leadership thing or like when you're in school pictures and you got to be like in the very front row and i'm like yeah i'm the star of this fucking picture and yeah so i think like if you start like framing it even now when i'm you're not getting in line by height or <laughs> i mean pictures are probably still in the front but yeah. like um just I, I think there's a lot of a lot of power to come with with a short stature and uh you mean napoleon bad example but he used his complex to get a lot of shit done yeah. um but uh yeah just the an- anxiety is the main thing i wouldn't i wouldn't put so much on the height, but focusing more on anxiety
6: yeah because you have every right to call to call it out if someone's like fucking putting their like arm on your head or doing yeah. any of that shit like all of my friends call that like would call that out like that mm-hmm. was always a thing and so i think your anxiety is making that feel like something you can't do or you shouldn't Mm -hmm. do when it's something that all of my friends who are petite do like that's and it's and it's like not it's it's definitely hard work i'm sure because like that the idea of like not being taken like i like there's like a two sides every coin like oh well i don't really love being that tall but mine's in like a oh i feel bigger than everybody and like this makes me i don't feel like dainty and i don't feel feminine but i never have to be like Oh, I don't feel like people take me seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's ones that like get more into your psyche than other ones do. Like, okay, fucking feeling feeling talked down to versus feeling dainty. Like, let's like, let's let's call a spade a spade. And so, but the the anxiety I think is making it harder for you to recognize that like this isn't just like a hurting your feelings thing. Like it's something that like that also fucks with you. Like that's Mm -hmm. like and it's not okay, and it's, like, childish, stupid behavior for other people to do. And it definitely shows other people's true colors when they're saying and doing that shit. But it, I think it, you just need a, thera- a a good therapist to really give you those tools to be able to say those, like, say the things in the moment and, like, stick mm-hmm. up for yourself in the moment and take those small things and, like you said, reframe them to be, like, a positive thing. Yeah. But, Yeah. I always say I wish I was. I wish I was shorter. And then everyone, and then all of my friends were shorter. Being like, I wish I was tall. I mean, I actually, all of my friends are short
3: taller. now. I wish I was tall.
6: <laughs> all of my friends who are shorter, though, they like are like now like fucking love it. And I was like,
3: hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I've never like, I've never hated being short.
6: I think it's also an age thing too. Like, I was much more self conscious about. I mean, I'm still a self conscious person, but like. The older that I get, and I think this also it's like the anxiety of her starting a new job makes a ton Mm -hmm. of sense. But like once you feel established in like your friends and your like what like your whatever you're doing and all of that, and you get older, it just tends to not because you're not being put in new situations, meeting new people, it that tends to get easier too.
3: Yeah.
6: Just getting over that hump. But best of luck with your new job.
7: Hi, Megan. Uh, I've been a listener for a while. We kind of got in and out of you after I moved across the country. But anyways, let's get straight into it. It's a long story. My fiance and I, uh, we dated for like two years. And then he uh, proposed. Well, uh, a week before he proposed, he cheated on me and she got pregnant. Uh, he hid it from me. And uh, she thought that it was her boyfriend. So they were trying to keep it a secret and we're just going to feel like, you know what, like, I said, um, well, turns out it wasn't her boyfriend. It is his. And uh, I said some very harsh words to her uh, or not directly to her. But I wrote down my feelings and I had broken things off with my fiance and uh, I decided, you know, like I am more than willing to. Uh, get together with someone who already has a child. And I love this man. He treats me incredibly like he hasn't cheated on me. Um, since then, he's treated me with nothing but respect besides that moment. And I've had a lot of people telling me to leave him and, uh, I, I'm just not down for it. Like I, this is the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Like I'm more than willing to co-parent. And, uh, so back to the no. Well, he went to her straight with it and, you know, he apologized after I was like, you know, like those were words that I told you in confidence. And he was like, I didn't even think of that. Like that was so fucked up with me. Like I will never bring up our conversations again. And it was like, that was the end of it. But, um, I had kind of asked like, you know, why didn't she have an abortion? Because personally for me, um, I wouldn't have been able to bring a child into this world if I didn't know who the parent was, but it was a question. Like I wasn't like, oh, she should have aborted it. You know, like I know that that's a fucked up thing to say. I don't think that she should have. um, You know, it's every woman's right to do what they want with their body, but it was a question because I was like, I could never do that. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then I said that them two getting together was a mistake and she took it as uh, I didn't want to be put a second to a mistake and she thought that um I was referring to her daughter and not um, them getting together so I need some advice because she is trying to uh tell him to leave me and uh using the daughter as leverage saying uh if you don't leave her I will not allow you to be in your daughter's life Uh, His family has sided with her. They think they should be together. So um, he cut communication with them. But anyways, uh, my time is running up. Uh, Thank you for any advice. Uh, Bye. I think you're
3: confused
6: at what pro-choice is.
3: (laughs) I think you're confused about a lot of things. Oh, my
6: God. Like you said some incredibly fucked up things mm-hmm. like you said some deplorable and i'm gonna say it. you said some unforgivable things Yeah. you said some really 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 fucked up things to her and it is her baby and her child and i think she has absolutely every right to go based on her impression of you from the shit that you've said to then be like i don't Want her in my kid's life, and that's mm-hmm. her right. That's a hundred percent her right. I don't
3: even know what advice you're asking.
6: She wants to like how to approach it and like figure fi- like figure shit out with this with the this woman, and that's like I can't even. I understand being upset, and also like so you t- you wrote a letter to her.
3: She or wrote did you a letter like to her
6: boyfriend, and he shared she, it.
3: She wrote a letter to, yeah. She wrote a letter just to express her own feelings, and then he shared the boyfriend. When shared it with her, with the
6: okay. So he's made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. This kid is not a mistake. A person is never a mistake. I mean, Trump is a mistake, but like there are few people who are not. They're not mistakes of like a person is not a mistake. You can make a mistake, and your boyfriend did like he cheated on you and he then also in retaliation shared he was hurt by the things that you said and expressed mm-hmm. to him and your feelings and so then he went and shared it with her because that's who he was seeking out solace in and that's usually when people are cheating like that's what they're they're seeking that escaping the escapism and you said some really fucked up unforgivable things and she's chosen to not forgive you, and that's all. And that's and that's what it is.
3: Yeah. Because you still have a lot of animosity towards her, but not towards your boyfriend, and and towards this baby. Even though you said the baby's not a mistake, but that's the reason why you're upset. Because you wouldn't have said what you said about keeping a baby by somebody that if you didn't know who the father would be you would have aborted it which is just you I acknowledge goosebumps. that it's a messed up thing to say but then you repeated a, it to us and you and you saying that that shows that you still feel that way like you still feel that way and that's how you're always going to look at this child and she probably senses that
6: even if you're treating like, oh, no, the baby's not a mistake, but you cheating on me was a mistake. That child is half of her. Mm-hmm. If you hate her and you, you have all child. you hate that kid. And also, why the fuck would she feel safe and comfortable letting her kid into a house where she knows that you're going to talk shit about her mm-hmm. or it's going to be like a mm, passive aggressive sort of thing like that's yeah. She has every right to want to protect her kid from any sort of like shit influence or just negativity at all and i there are certain things that like and i we've all done that we've all said things that are like you know what that's really fucked up but you can say sorry she doesn't have to forgive you right she does and not have to accept that apology
3: and ha- what what did you actually apologize for and how did you go about apologizing for Saying what you said because you glossed over that part. You said, "I said I'm sorry," but you didn't say what steps you took. And you clearly have forgiven her. You've forgiven your boyfriend. You've given him, which you know he's your—I mean, your fiance—which you said you love and you're going to be with him no matter what. Well, this child is his child, and if you want to, you say you wanted you would look past it and co-parent, but you're not accepting of her. Like, if you, if you really want to be in this, sh- in this, and if you really, in order to marry this man, you're going to have to fully accept his child and this, and this woman, because that's the child's mother. You can't like be half in or half out. So if you love this man, like you say that you love him and you're going to be with him no matter what, then you have to expect, then you have to love this child no matter what. And in a sense, love this woman too, because mm-hmm. she's going to be in your life for at least the next 18 years if this is what you truly want.
6: I also think that you've saying like, oh, I said this and it's fucked up, but like my boyfriend, like we talked about it, he apologized. He's never going to tell her that stuff again. I'm like, so the issue, the big issue was not, holy shit, I'm so fucking mortified that I said that. And it's like, oh, my boyfriend shouldn't have told her that I said that. Or that that's my expression of my feeling. And I'm gonna you're you're gonna lose this. like you're gonna lose this. like he's if he wants to be a dad, like this is my mindset, and we're you're gonna stop listening after this, I'm sure. but he is either going to choose you over his kid, then fuck him then that is a terrible decision and that is not someone who you should want to be the father of your kids or he is going to pick the kid over you it is not this is i maybe in some fucking world this woman is like has much more ability to forgive than i do but i would never be able to forgive someone if they said uh, i don't i if Oh, God. And just even the judgment in, like, that. if I didn't, like, you know, like, I'm just surprised. Like, I just, I wouldn't have kept the baby. Mm -hmm. Bitch, no one asked you if you would have kept the baby. It's pro-choice. That's the point. Make your own fucking decision for yourself. Mm -hmm. No one asked you if they, if you would have kept the baby. And even if they fucking did. Keep that shit. Like, you can think negative, nasty, vile fucking thoughts. Keep them to your fucking self. Because then when it comes out that you've said that and that's attached back to you, you have to own it. You have to fully own, like, mm-hmm, you know what I did that I was it a terrible came out person. Of your mouth. You said that shit. It is not his fault for telling her. It is your fault for fucking saying it. And if you if you're not comfortable saying something to someone's face, don't fucking say it. Mm-hmm. If you need to think it, fucking think it and then process your own thought process on your own. So you don't have anybody who's brought in to that fucking toxicity and that stupid shit that you're thinking. Yeah. And it's just so fucked up because it's also a judgment of. I wouldn't have kept the baby. The baby is a baby. The baby exists. The baby is fucking real and that baby is a human and now that human is here and she's supposed to just be like, "Oh, it was a hypothetical when she said that." Like, I'm not I'm not taking that to heart. And then also that she like wouldn't even know who the dad is. That is so judgmental. Mm-hmm. Like so fucking judgmental. What like you're saying that she you want you would be okay co-parenting. She's not okay with you co-parenting. Right.
3: Now what? I wouldn't, I would not nope. want you around my child if you had these things to say.
6: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think if you want, if you need like your final attempt at this, at mending it with her, ask her if you guys can go, like if you guys can have, like can go
3: out and talk and then actually apologize. And then if but she chooses, you have to mean it because I don't think you mean it at this point. No. Even before they take that step, she's got to figure out what she actually wants, and and fully accept everything that's going on. Because if she can't fully accept all of this mm-hmm. and forgive not just him but the the lady too, and love this child and love this lady, then she can't even she can't even sit down and have this conversation. No. And then even once Cause you it'll do be a that, lie.
6: she has every right. To say no, Mm -hmm. and if you, (laughs) if you can realize that as, sure, like he, this, this situation happened, but the reason why you are in the specific position you're in now is because of the words that you have said that you need to know if she doesn't forgive you and she doesn't apologize, then you need to be ready to walk away from the relationship. Mm -hmm. Or are you going to ask him to not see his kid? Yeah. Because that's like the
3: type of person that you want to be with.
6: And is that the type of person that that
3: you are? You want to be. Yeah.
6: And there is it does not matter how much you love him. Sometimes we fuck up and we don't get a second chance. And sometimes we fuck up. People don't they don't have to forgive us. And we end up in situations we don't want to be in because of our own actions. Mm -hmm. We make mistakes. And that fucking happens. And just like he made a mistake in cheating on you, you made a grave mistake, and saying some nasty fucking shit. Mm -hmm. And you chose to forgive him for cheating on you, but she doesn't have to forgive you for saying that stuff. And that's her. That's on her. That's her prerogative. And then you have to make the choice of being like, do I want my boyfriend to give up his kid and seeing his kid? Or or am I okay being like, I fucked up. I need to learn from this. And I'm going to take this into the rest of my life. And I'm going to walk away from the situation. So I'm not going to rob my boyfriend of seeing his kid. Mm -hmm. it's time for break guys and we will be back okay guys we are back from our break and we're getting to the rest of the calls
5: hi megan i'm 21 um I've been dating my boyfriend for almost two years now. We met in college. He's the love of my life. He's great. We have a really good relationship. Um, But I do need your advice on (laughs) masturbating. Okay. I know like, like for girls, like a lot of us are like super open about it and it's really good. Um, But like my boyfriend's just not that into it. And like, he doesn't do it that much himself, but like, he's never really in the mood, but I am all the time. And I recently just bought myself a dildo because I was like, what the heck? You know, it's fun, whatever. And he is super, super offended by it. Like, he's like, I'm not good enough anymore. Like, you prefer a plastic penis over mine. And that's just not the case. It's just like, you know, when you need to, like, do your thing, you do your thing. And I don't want to be bothering him all the time. So if you could just give me some advice on this, I'd really love that. Um, <laughs> love the shelf. Do you buy a vibrator or a dildo? I know! That's what I was thinking, too!
6: Like, <laughs> I'm like Damn, that's a lot of fucking arm work. Dude. <laughs> yeah. like, Unless it's,
3: like, one of the ones that you just, like, plop onto something and then that's a lot oh, of yeah. leg It's got work. a suction cup in the bottom. Yeah.
6: I, d- I do want to know if it's a dildo or a vibrator. I know that's, like, so not important, but I just, I just I, want to know.
3: I had the same thought, too, because, like who j- like, who just buys a dildo? If it's a dildo, then it's usually has a vibrating part yeah. to it,
6: not just like for like I don't know, like art decor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I I would I mean I would I would be curious about his background if he grew up like religious or if he grew up where like it was not a sex
3: positive environment. Um, or because, just, like, or he do- he just doesn't have a high sex drive.
6: But that's the thing though, because that's the thing that confuses me is that he like doesn't understand like he's like why don't you just have sex with me then as opposed to masturbating and i think mass like masturbating tends to be more of like the taboo versus like sex because
0: it's like oh like sex is between like you know it's very like heterosexual it's between a man and a woman when they love each other to make a baby
3: but maybe like he expects her sex drive to be where his is like he thinks that she's too sexual and he wants her to only have sex with him like only have i think you need to exhaust him him,
6: then like i think you just need to like then like every time you're horny and you want to masturbate like this is my petty advice like every time you're horny and you want to masturbate just be
3: like okay let's have sex right now is it is it the masturbating or is it the dildo that's the thing, like that's why I think he she actually got a dildo because he might have penis envy, maybe uh, it's like a big fucking dick, and he's like, "I'm not enough.
6: that's a really good point, yeah, I think that there's like if we're talking like just masturbating wise like here I think if you are both working from home, I think the polite and courteous thing to do if like one part like if you're horny and like. And your partner is around, just being like, "Yo, wanna 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 bone bone one out?
3: Wanna go and rub one out? Take it to Bone Town?
6: Yeah." And then I think like, I think that's like a totally valid ask. But then if they're not down, like, but it shouldn't be like, oh, if they're no one should feel obligated to. It's more like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm feeling horny.
3: Do you, are, by chance do you, are you in the mood too are you also Excuse in the me, mood sir
6: <laughs> hello sir Good <Quick> question <laughs> pip, pip, hello <laughs> hello your little peen how's it going hello are you at attention like just <laughs> at like and if he's down <laughs> hello if he's down or your part if your partner is down and like also happens to be in the mood like serendipitously then like cool bone it out but like no one should feel obligated if your partner's like asking you if you're like in the mood and then the then it becomes okay you're not in the mood and you're not feeling coerced or pressured at all and then like okay cool I'm just gonna go rub one out on my own Mm -hmm. and I think like ask him if that's what he would prefer like if like he'd be okay like Mots literally would be like no i do not give a shit if you masturbate all day fucking every day like enjoy yourself love it for you great turn on big fan but like i'm someone where i'm like i mean if you're in like the mood to have sex like ask me first and like Mm -hmm. sometimes i'll be like "Eh, "Not really go do your thing but like i and that's just like how we differ like i just i mean i also like i'm a leo i love attention like i just need to know that i'm like wanted and then like I don't need to say it's being invited to the party. I don't need to go. Yeah. I just like want to be invited. Mm-hmm. And he's like, does not give a shit at all. So I think that you need to ask your boyfriend, like, would you like, so when I'm horny and like, can I just like ask you first? Like if you like, not ask you if I can masturbate, but like see if you're also in the mood. And then from there, cause like you might just exhaust him. Yeah. But then I think also there's the less petty side of it, which is just like educating him on like, masturbating is incredibly normal and it's totally fine and just because you don't do it doesn't mean that i don't have to not do it and like our sex drives like are not necessarily related to like there's like i don't know i think there's i personally think there's like multiple sex kinds of sex drives like i want to get myself off or i want to have sex with you yeah
3: and it's and also like maybe it's like the intimacy of it but like Every time an orgasm isn't just about an intimate experience. Sometimes it's I've just had a intimate relieved.
6: experiences with you know removable shower heads. Yeah, <laughs>
3: like like it's it's like it's it's like a lot of it relieves stress. It yeah. uh, raises your serotonin. It just makes you feel better. It relaxes you. You can it. It's good for your heart. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of health benefits. So maybe coming at it from a health standpoint as well yeah Uh, but if it's the dildo versus dick (laughs) that's a different issue which i think that might be the issue i if he's saying i'm not enough for you
6: and i don't think he's gonna say that Mm -hmm. and i also don't think you can say that because then it makes it go like you've thought about it and then he's like what do you mean like "Ah." so i think that like you just have to let us know if it's a dildo or if it's a vibrator.
3: Yeah, And if, if, it's, if it's a dildo that's significantly differently, significantly different than his dick, then that's that's girl. What he's yeah. yeah, and
6: I would have told you beforehand. Be like, mm, that's not,
3: yeah.
6: Especially like, she got up. like this
3: realistic big like, veiny big yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah, <And> he's like <laughs> he's like oh,
6: <laughs> literally oh baby um but yeah i think if that's like the and if that's like you know if the, you feel if he's not like if it's not a deal breaker for you and if it's like oh this is something i'd be into but turns out he's not comfortable and his comfortability is valued over like my desire to do this thing then get like a little bullet vibrator, get something that's like a little less like realistic and something mm-hmm. that like maybe will not make him feel emasculated if that's or, the
3: thing. or go get his dick uh they have those dick moles <laughs> and then see how he feels about it yes. <laughs> but you hold
6: up if the other one's huge you got to get rid of the other one first you before have to. you get his mold and then you it's like to. again and then you like can them right do next, next to each other and
3: contrast yeah
6: but i do think that like this is like you seem like really great and like sex positive and yeah. i think this is a really great learning opportunity for him that like he might be feeling emasculated but that's not like the end of it like that's like you need to unpack that needs to be something that's, like, unpacked and, like, okay, let's have a conversation about toxic masculinity. Like, let's have a conversation mm-hmm. about this, this, and this. And, obviously, to his comfort level and where he's at. But, I, yeah, it, it's about his comfort and then also recognizing and, like, having him be open so then you guys can un- unpack it and, like, figure yeah. out what what it is because it's not most of those feelings of like discomfort when it comes to like society standards and stuff like that is an ongoing forever thing mm-hmm. and if you're in a healthy like committed relationship it's a great time to like relearn those things and like change those expectations but um please send us a picture of the um dildo slash vibrator clean. in question and Cleaned. then make sure give, it's clean oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> But then also give us um If you could give us an estimate uh, on your boyfriend's penis size too, so we can have, or even if you just want to give us like an, like a, it's a third, it's like a, like a subtract four inches, subtract Mm -hmm. two inches, give us a girth, girth. Yeah. Girth versus length. Mm -hmm. Let us know. And also, like, does it have a section? I want to know. Best of luck. I look forward to, we look forward to seeing the um,
3: pictures.
8: Yeah. Thank you in advance on to the next one hi guys i love you so much okay i'm just gonna hop into it um i have a dilemma basically i have a boyfriend who lives in hawaii um i travel to hawaii back and forth for work um i'm a stripper love life anyway um i have a boyfriend and he was a virgin when i met him he's very reserved and like doesn't really know what he's doing everything but like I love him as a person and like his personality is amazing and him as a person and I just click like everything clicks and like we work together really well and all that what do you do but he is just a little bit immature he doesn't really want to move out of his parents house he's 24 and I've asked him several times to get an apartment with me whether that's here or there it's I don't care and he just won't I've been seeing this other guy here um low-key um he's a fuck buddy and all that and he's like really grown and like offers like to buy me phones and stuff is like we date and like he wants to date me too but like we don't get along the way that like me and my boyfriend get along and I just don't I don't know like if I should completely cut the fuck buddy off because Like, it's not fair to him to, like, want a relationship with me when I don't want a relationship with him. He doesn't know that I have a boyfriend because he has cheated on me before, that, um, fuck buddy. I dated him before and he cheated on me, so then we just kept it to fuck buddies. And my boyfriend, current boyfriend, has, um, also cheated on me with, like, sexting other women. So I just, like, am kind of going rogue right now. Anyway, my question is, like, do I keep fucking this guy? Do I date him or do I break up with him or do I break up with both of them because I'm not getting everything that I want from either of them? I just don't know if I'm asking for too much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't. I just don't know if I'm being really picky or if I truly, like, need to break up with both of them and just find somebody who has everything. But then again, does that person exist? Okay. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye. Wait, so do what? you
3: not realize that you're cheating on your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, you're che- actively cheating. You got more like, in so different this area other... codes, and you Use are... fucking
6: plain. Yeah. You're literally being like, so, but, like, my fuck
3: buddy, he cheated on me, and my boyfriend, he had cheated on me, too, but, like... Right. Okay, so here's the... here. This would be my situation. This would be my solution to this situation not something I would be personally into but it seems like this would be something you were into everybody's just open so you and your fuck buddy can be open and let him know that you have a boyfriend that you're having an emotional relationship with because your fuck buddy over here used to be your boyfriend but he cheated on you so he's not really just a fuck buddy because you do have some intimate connection with him Then you've got your boyfriend over here who you have an emotional connection with, but like sexually he's not fulfilling you and he's sexting other people. So why don't, why don't you just everybody just put everything out on the table,
1: be truthful
3: for what they want. And then you can get sex over here and then your intimate relationship over here. I don't think that. Maybe what she wants on the surface, but if she looks deep in her heart, yeah. that might be what she wants because it's too many secrets and lies and things going on. Well, she's hol- you're holding animosity to your fuck buddy for previously
6: cheated on you and your boyfriend for having previously like cheated on you by sexting other girls.
3: But but and, you're like, currently like, cheating on both he, of them because yeah. your fuck buddy thinks that you're like in a relationship because she he doesn't know that your boyfriend exists.
6: Yeah. And also here's, like, that's the thing that's, like, cheating is fucked up, but, like, people just need to know what decision that they're making. Mm -hmm. Like, you, like everybody needs to be, to know all of the facts, to know, like, hey, am I okay with this? Because, like, right now your fuck buddy, he might not be okay with the fact that you have a boyfriend. He might not be okay, like, for himself personally to, like, hook up with someone who has a boyfriend because, Mm -hmm. like, no, that makes me feel, I feel really bad for that dude. Like, I don't want to do that. But you're taking away that, like, that right from him to, like, make that choice. Um... You need to break up with both of them because uh, your boyfriend is your friend. You don't like any. That's the <laughs> that's the difference between like a friend and like a romantic sexual partner is the sex part. Like unless you be... you're asexual no no oh 100 percent. you're right i mean in this situation for for her you're you're describing that sex is an important part for you and he's hitting all of these other boxes but like what other boxes but not her actual box literally (laughs) and what other boxes (laughs) is he hitting that like your friends don't like like what what is he fulfilling i think it's the the intimate
3: connection it's just the connection like there's a romantic connection but there's not a sexual connection
6: Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. I take that back. So you need a valid, a sexual connection and an intimate romantic without the Mm -hmm. sexual connection. And that person exists in one person for you. And I would say that I think that you have an ability to not be monogamous and to get that fulfillment from multiple partners. But Mm. the way that you talk about having been cheated on, I don't think that you're comfortable with that. I think but she's
3: openly cheating herself. Well, not no, openly. I don't think she's, she's I don't think cheating. she's
6: comfortable with them sleeping with
3: other people. I so. think
6: she's comfortable with what she's doing. I don't think she'd be comfortable if they were
3: all open. I think she I wants think to be open. She, I think she she should present it and put it on the table and see what all the parties say. I mean,
6: I think it's I think that's a, a great solid idea. I would also ask you, do you have them like are they in the same location? Because if you're flying she for says one she's of them. one's
3: in Hawaii. The 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 fuck buddy's in Hawaii and the other one is at the other location.
6: Okay, well if the okay. I was like, either that's way, me. whoever's in Hawaii, stay there. <laughs> I was like, that's fun. Um yeah, I mean I, I think that it is a possibility to find Probably some, here
3: in LA, because that's some, a quick flight.
6: True. Someone who hits all of those box. I think that like that totally that that person exists but it's just a matter if that person exists for you like yeah. my needs are met in one person but that's other people's needs aren't met in one person and that's a choice that they make but when it comes to like a polyg- like a, like polyamory or if it comes to like an open relationship you also have to be comfortable with other people like in the same like you know the same way that they yeah. would have to be comfortable with you doing that and also You're also going to have to, like, to hell... I think that this could work, but maybe not with these guys. Like, if you're like, okay, so I've been cheating on both of you. Like, are we all down to keep hooking up? Like, they might just be like, what? Fuck you. (laughs) And then you can seek out two other people. But it's also a lot of plane tickets. I mean... I think right now you've just, you've made a lot of action, you've done a lot of shit, and now it's time to own up and then mm-hmm. see if something positive can happen from it. But also, you can't fault any of them if they're not no.
3: into it. Yeah. But, but there's cheating going on all around. <laughs> so if we're being ethical about it, then have the discussion. Yeah. And see. Okay.
6: So now it's time for an
3: update from drum roll please it's a sad drum from season six episode six this gal she (laughs) had a friend and this friend also had hoes in different area codes this friend's also married This friend also lied about her husband giving permission for her to cheat on her with the caller. And now we have an update. Oh, my God. I'm ready.
4: Hi, Megan. Hi, Melissa. This is your um, messy Libra bitch here. Just with a little bit of a follow-up. Oh, this is a girl whose friend used her to cheat on her husband. Anyways, so you asked a couple of questions. Um, I think at one point I did have feelings for her, but that it's been a very, very, very long time since that probably in high school. Um, but I didn't really have the understanding of that when I was that young. Um, but also the attraction or I guess the sexual tension, um, that's kind of always been there too we've hooked up in the past. So me hurting up with her was not like crazy or new or like anything like that. And like her husband knew that we had hooked up in the past. So again, not crazy or knew that that would happen. Um, and then we did have a conversation about it, about everything. And she wasn't mad at me for telling him, honestly, I think she was kind of relieved. I guess when you have that many secrets and somebody just outs you, it's kind of, you know, nice. Um, Uh, she was apologetic and I told her that I needed time and like space away from her because I was like so hurt and she kind of listened to that. And then also like two weeks after me telling her that was like texting me being like, oh, so are you just done with our friendship? I feel like you don't want to have anything to do with me. And I was like, uh, I told you I needed time and that wasn't going to be like two weeks, you know? Um, We haven't really talked since everything went down. Um, I, it's just really tough for me because it's in my nature to be forgiving and to like be there for someone when they're going through clearly something big, but like I couldn't be this time and it feels so unlike me because that's what I usually do, um, it, but I couldn't ignore my feelings. I couldn't just, like, pretend that I wasn't incredibly hurt. And, like, honestly, kind of over our friendship. And I hate saying that because it, it feels mean. It feels mean saying that out loud. But it's just how I feel. Um, anyway, so, uh, also, just as like, a little fun fact and a little bit more messiness for you, she tried to also get our other friend who's married involved in the affair that she was having with the guy across the country, as in getting them on the phone while they're all hanging out, and um basically being like, maybe she's all be together and have like a threesome. So that's fun that she tried to get that person involved as well. Um, anyways, thanks for your response. It was really helpful. I just want to make sure that I'm not being a bad friend here. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. No,
3: absolutely not. You're not being a bad friend. I wouldn't even be friends with this girl anymore because she's a pathological liar oh and manipulator. My.
6: She needs to be a reality TV show producer, like this, yeah, like
3: this. Need, she needs a fucking <laughs> outlet.
6: Oh my god, that's wild. No, you're not being a bad friend at all. She's being a bad friend, and like. She's being a bad friend to, like, everybody. Like, she was being a bad wife. She was being a bad friend. She was being a bad friend to your other friend by including her in all of this stuff. Like, you're thinking about her far more than she's... think. Like, you're thinking about, like, her well-being far more than she's thinking about yours. And that's the epitome of, like, someone that, like, does not deserve your friendship. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's so messy. But it's, like, we... Melissa and I, we say this all the time. We're on something. Like, I just... I don't really want to be friends with you anymore. Like, not each other. But, like, we do that with, uh, like, there's, and I wish more people were just, like, okay with, like, recognizing that and being, like, I liked you for, like, a certain period of time or like we got along well or, like, now that I have better friends or now that, like, my life's a little more busy or I've just grown up and I'm, like, I just, like, don't think you're that tight anymore. I-
3: what kills me is that she was okay with ev- with her secrets like being told. Like she was like, oh, phew! Now I don't have to lie anymore. Now everything's fine. Like what is what is her marriage? <laughs> like she's relieved. Like yeah. yes, you could have done that. Yeah, Dude, you <laughs> she just likes. Creating bo- mess like, we like she, she needs she was to the, be the she needs the CEO be. of messy.
6: <laughs> she order. is the CEO of messy, and this is why she needs to be a reality TV show producer. <laughs> yeah. And then she needs to be at base camp just watching this shit go down,
3: or and then be the-, the participant.
6: Oh, that that too. <laughs> Sign her up for the Bachelor. Sign uh, her up for. But she's and-
3: married. She has to get the divorce first. So oh, it yeah. needs Are- to be a, a different reality show. One that's even trashier. X on the beach. <laughs> Who are you gonna pick?
6: God. Uh,
3: that's You're not being a bad friend. That's the bottom no. line. And if if you still wanna be friends with her, like I low-key kinda like want you to still be friends with her so you can call in and just share or just all like, the messy because you know it's not gonna end. Like this is no. the end. This is not the end.
8: I
6: think you should just like keep following each other on social, like keep, keep tabs and see all of that stuff. But like, yeah, you do not have to be friends with this girl and don't feel no. bad for not wanting to be friends. With her. like I've stopped being friends with people for far less, like far, far, far fucking less. And once you have a break from a friend, and then you realize like, oh, I don't miss you, which now I've also now realized maybe that is my uh, my issue of object permanence and that I'm like, oh, I forgot you existed. So it's a really hard time missing you. Um, but if you don't miss a friend, once you like have that kind of separation and break, they kind of were more of like a habit and just a part of your life versus something that like, you actively sought to like they were just there. It wasn't yeah, something that like,
3: since she's been in your life for so long.
6: Yeah, she was just like a mainstay. Like it's not. But that doesn't have to be, like, hard fe- Like, you don't have to be an asshole ending a friendship. And, like, mm-hmm. maybe it feels like like she's making you feel that way. That, like, it's not going to be, like, a a tidy kind of mutual, like, separation. Like, it is going to have to, like, be a blow up and that sort of stuff. But, like, you can, like, slow fade and you can ghost. And after a while, she'll stop reaching out. And it is what it is. Or mm-hmm. you can, you know, breadcrumb her. Or you can just, like, be cordial. But I don't know if she's going
3: to like let you. I can't believe she called it. She was like, Oh, so we're just not gonna be friends anymore or whatever she said. Like, all like everything this woman says is just unbelievable. And what 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 is her marriage now? Like are they working through it? Is he okay with this? How what, is he yeah, like he called you and brought you even more into the situation? Have you guys had another conversation? This is something that I would like to be an ongoing series.
6: I know. And we are hearing from the the CEO of... We've got a CEO of Messy Story. I'm Mm -hmm. so... You didn't answer our question, though, about her job. Oh, yeah. I really want to know. I really, really, really want to know. Because I wonder if, like, she's just not fulfilled enough in work. And that's why...
3: She's come on though. Like, how much dick and pussy and attention do you need in order to f- fill a hole, literally and figuratively, that work hole. is not?
6: No, that's what I satisfying think. Satisfying like, you. But I think she also likes drama.
3: I think she yeah, likes the pop of it all. That's it. That's what she likes the drama.
6: But that's what I mean. I was like, work for reality TV. Or be yeah. on reality TV. I think she needs more drama in her... I mean, I th- maybe she's just someone who will always have drama in her life and you just have to decide, do you want to be a part of the drama? Yeah. it's never going to stop. If,
3: no. No. Never.
6: She is the CEO of Messi. And mm. she is not stepping down. And
3: she should monetize this. If she this should. Is what, if this is what she wants her job to be, you got to figure out how to monetize this. Yeah. Oh
6: Well, guys... What an episode. What That's an episode. our episode. Um, if you want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at Meganpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've still been getting a lot of messages and comments from people about the Facebook group. Um, you are not They're not listening to the listening. end of the episode. So, so they're not
3: listening now. So you
6: will be publicly shamed. Um in anyone who's listening all the way to the end. And if you see anyone comment or ask about it, publicly shame them and say, you have to listen all the way through the episode before you start asking questions mm-hmm. that have already been answered. And just a friendly reminder, times. yeah, that we are no we're not accepting new members at this current time. We will be accepting members again. We're coming up with new questions and we are Making sure that the group is a, a good place for everybody. We want to make sure everybody in it is active, not just lurking and like reading your personal shit and then doing whatever. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that it's like a collaborative community versus like a parasocial relationship where they're just it's not it's it's very different than the podcast in that sense. So we are making it so but by the time that we open it again, you're joining, you know, it's we a won't have good, any happy place. Yeah, we've we've kicked out a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that being said, shoot, what else? Oh, follow us on Instagram. Don't blame me pod um, buy my book. You're not special. It's out everywhere. My presets follow us on our socials. Hit it up. And what podcasts would you like to
3: promote? Uh, directionally challenged. We've been on hiatus. By the time this comes out, we should have the first... I think the first episode from hiatus should be up. It's with Candace King and Kayla Yule. You may know them from Vampire Diaries. Megan's been on the episode. Go check it I out. Have. It's a good time. Ladies in their 30s still trying to figure out what life is about. And asking questions from other people. Um, So... Oh, they're the best it's I fun. love them it's very it's a uh, it's a very mature show like as far yeah. as like the content that we tackle so um, I think you should listen to like these two together so that they bounce each other out <laughs>
6: yeah if you're like you listen to this then you're like I want a fucking homewreck like I <laughs> like you like feel like a loose you feel like Miley Cyrus on the wrecking ball being like how can I fuck shit up mm-hmm. today and then you listen that's the come down yeah you know it, even that's like a Xanax mm-hmm. this is an upper yeah. And that evens you out and makes you be like, oh, wow. Let me reflect on my life. Like it was my favorite to listen to on. And I mean, I obviously still listen to it. But like when I was driving, like when we used to record our podcast, uh, this podcast farther away from where I live, mm-hmm. I that used to be my drive home podcast because we would co- like come off from talking on the show. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I was like, OK, simmer down in traffic. Listen. Yeah. And they've got they both have like I mean, they're both actors. So they have very nice. Oh, God. Very nice podcast voices. Mm. And so it it always ended me out. So I didn't come home like, you know, like ready to like
3: fist fight Mots being like. I mean, there's I told you about the time my friend sent me a message and she asked me like it was a picture of her husband and she said something like, should I throw him away? And I was like, (sighs) yeah, ready to fight. Like, what the fuck did he do? Blah, blah, blah. And she was and she was referencing something that had nothing to do with her husband. (laughs) <laughs> and I was, it was like, like, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. I, um, I need I to take it.
6: a breather. Yeah, this does like this hypes like this show fucking hypes me up. Like it makes me be like, I'm just I I'm just on one. Like yeah. I I literally almost every time after we record this, I ask Mots like, do you want to wrestle? And he's like, no.
3: And I'm like, come on, let's. You gotta get a punching bag.
6: I know. I'm planning on it. Uh, okay, guys. Um, that's it. That's it. Right? Yeah. Okay. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Oh, also leave us a nice review on the Apple Podcast app if you'd like.
4: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.
5: Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, I'm Mark Maron from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues